you know, I, I gave y'all a little some quickies before. Now, you know, we into the meat of it. Excuse um, me, why? Guys, this is Santi Numarel. And you're listening to Wrestling Behind the Curtain. And we back again. This is why you should be watching Black History Month edition. And today we have, we gonna have, you know, I, I gave y'all a little some quickies before. Now you know we into the meat of it. Excuse um, me, why? Um, actually, I'm not sure we have something after this. It's Black History Month again. So why you should be watching? And today we're doing Booker T. And as I was doing this, you know, I kind of deep dive into Harlem Heat a little bit. So I guess you could call it Harlem Heat slash Booker T. Um, again, this is more of a biography. There is there's a little bit more shout outs to matches in here and actually some skits because if you know Booker T, you know. But Booker T, five times sucker. If you don't know, you know, you gotta look it up. Booker T Hoffman is actually his name, Junior. Um, he's also known as King Booker for a little bit, GI Bro, and Black Snow. Black Snow, I didn't know about. I found that in my research. That's, I guess, one of his like original names. I actually didn't find any more anything about that. Um, Booker T. Everyone knows him as that. Um, he also went as a uh, cold for a little bit, I believe. But yeah, born in Louisiana is a common mistake. Everyone thinks he was born in Houston. Yes, he's built from Houston because he lived in Houston for a long time, all that. But he was born in Louisiana, youngest of eight. That's tough. Both his parents died by the time he was thirteen. That's that's crazy. So by the, so when he was seventeen, he moved in with his brother Lash, who we know as Stevie Ray. But before we get into it, so he from. 13 to 16, lived with his older sister. Then he moved in with Lash, also known as Stevie Ray. Lash is the person who came up with the idea that maybe they should check out a new wrestling school in the area. And actually, you know, because Booker T got into some trouble with the law and stuff, but he was, you know, he had a young son. So his boss at the time, you know, Booker wanted to, you know, do better for himself. The, the boss actually paid for the lessons. Eight weeks later, uh, G.I. Bro debuted. And that's, you know, Sergeant Slaughter was very popular at this time. The goal four was a big thing. And if you know wrestling, they always try to reflect on something in history. It's always, you know, amp up the racism a little bit. This, you know, this joke, you know, this misogynist thing. It's wrestling. Let's be honest. It's a circus. They just everything up to the umpteenth level. If you didn't know, no. And there's a part where, you know, since we mentioned Stevie Ray, we might as well get into the Sergeant, uh, into the Harlem Heat section. You feel me? So, Harlem Heat. The brothers started tagging as the Hoffman brothers, or how generic, their real name, in the Western Wrestling Alliance. And that's after a brief feud with each other, because, I mean, how else do tag teams perform wrestling again? Anyways, after not too long, WWA ceased operations, and, you know, the brothers had to go to the indie circuit. This is the 80s. So, again, indie circuit, not worst idea. They live in Texas, like I said earlier, so there's plenty of places to go around. So, they actually, I caught the eye of the Global Wrestling Federation while they're on the circuit. So, that's in... They, they're wrestling out of Dallas, and that's in 92. So the Hoffman brothers are repackaged as the Ebony Experience. That sounds like a porn. have to say it. Before climbing the reins, blah, blah, blah. And they won the GWF tag titles July 31st, 1992. They dropped the belt after a week, because why not? It's wrestling. And then they won them back in the October of that same year. We're having to drop them because Booker T had a knee injury, and I believe it requires surgery. 
93. They had the third run, which is, I believe, they're the only team up to the day. I'm not sure when uh, GWF sees operations, but if it's an indie, and I don't know, and I don't know off the top of my head, it's probably not around anymore, but I actually have to look back into that and let you guys know. But that was their longest run, the third run. Um, So they're done with GWF at this point. June 22nd, 1993, Harlem Heat debuts Booker as Cole, I told you, and Lash, that's Stevie Ray, as Kane. And this is obviously in WCW. They were originally going to be a pair of slaves for uh, Colonel Robert. I mean, they still ended up working with Robert, but thank God that didn't. I mean, they had like uh, collars and all. It was that would have been a bad idea. A 6 2 and a 6 5 slave following a white man's property in the 90s. Terrible. Thank God it didn't make it to TV. I don't know how I made it out of somebody's mouth. Harlem Heat made a pay per view debut. And at Fall Brawl in September, that same year, obviously, 93. In a War Games match, they were teaming with Vader and Sid Vicious. I believe Sid Vicious in real life is the one who told them to come to WCW. And uh, it was against Sting, Davey Boy Smith, Shockmaster, <laughs> Clown, and Dustin Rhodes. So, obviously, Harlem Heat, Vader, and Sid Vicious are heels. Sting and, you know, Davey Boy Smith, Dustin Rhodes, those are good guys. Um. They lost that, so obviously the the, the baby faces won in that case. Not obviously, but the baby faces won. If you don't know baby face, I might do a video on wrestling terms because we got a couple shirts that are wrestling terms. But I don't know how what level of wrestling fan really watches our videos. Maybe some beginners need some videos on the words that we, me and Chance, constantly use and on the regular because we just it's the lingo, it's the game, you know. But y'all, let me know if we actually need that. But back into what I was saying. So they also appeared in Halloween Havoc, which is not the biggest pay per view. For uh WCW, but if you I mean World Championship Wrestling, if you if you if you liked it, well Havoc is one of the things you look forward to during their you know when they were at the top. Um they lost again. Uh Stormmaster Shockmaster was also part of that match. What was Shockmaster in headlines? In November of ninety four at Class of Champions, Sensuous or also known as Sens Sensational Sherry, that's hard for me to say. Joined Harlem Heat as their manager. And she actually helped them defeat the Nasty Boys and I believe like a week later, not maybe not a week later, but December third. I do know it's the date on TV. Um, Booker named her sister Sherry. So I guess I don't know if he didn't like the sensuous again. I wasn't born, so I don't remember the exact details of that idea. But you know, sister Sherry in the end of ninety four. So now we come around to we're still in late ninety four December. They defeat Stars and Stripes. Oh my God. Harlem Heat, Stars and Stripes, the Nasty Boys. These, I mean, the Street Profits is much better than those names. So I can't really talk mess. But wrestling, the more it changes, the more it stays the same, I guess. So they won their first WCW tag team titles. They won them on December 8th, but I saw that that didn't air on TV till January 14th. So, if, you know, y'all were complaining about TV tapings during the pandemic. <laughs> a month later, for what? Why? Like they had the belts for a month before it was on TV. That's great. And you know, you know, this is when wrestling is, you know, these guys must have been touring with those things at least how many events by then. But you know, that's neither here nor there. They lost the titles at Slamboree, which is in May, just to give you, you know, a little how long they had it. So about five months, which is around how long some of the a lot of these belt runs go. That's a solid run, I think, to be honest, especially if you're getting multiple runs. So at this point, they're pretty over. There's been running at his heels this whole time. Again, if you don't know these words, this video might really have to come out. But over, you know, they were pretty over, so they couldn't be heels anymore. So they just so you know basically tweeners at this point. 
But then in November 96, they go full babyface. They save Sherry from Robert Parker, who was still, he wasn't their manager, but he was still associated with them. And they after that, they feud with the Steiner brothers, which they feud with them several times. Those are the two, you know, arguably the two best tag teams in WCW history. So that's those are some of my favorite feuds. Obviously, I go back and watch these. By the end of 97, Booker was transitioning to a solo run because he, he actually won the TV belt. He was still teaming, teaming up with Stevie Ray a little bit, but you know, by in '98 they quietly disbanded. Not only no, I mean I guess probably because you know they had a little clout back there, their brothers, and but Booker probably said, you know, we don't got to do a feud to break up. Maybe we could do a feud later. Uh, we, we could use that later, but you know, we just, if you're gonna give me a solo run, just give me the solo run. I don't gotta, you know. That's just how I take it because they do feud later on. They do have reunions, but I'm really not gonna get that much into it. This is basically the end of our Harlem Heat section because this is supposed to be a Booker T episode but i just got really deep into the harlem heat section of it when i was doing my little research so that's the end of that if we want to do a harlem heat research i might have to go back and do that y'all let me know in the comments um okay so back to booker t his new solo run so he won the wcw world tv title from disco inferno wcw has some characters but from disco inferno on december 29th 1997 after that in the spring of 98, he had his best of seven series with Chris Benoit. And again, your opinion of Chris Benoit being whatever you want it to be, but the man can go in the ring. So the two of them, obviously, best of seven. And it was for the, because Chris Benoit had interfered previously in a TV champion match between Booker T and Fit Finley. So now this was at a shot to face Fit Finley between the two of them, which makes it weird because then why did Chris help Fit Finley if he wanted a match with him? Whatever. If he's going to end up facing Booker Okay, I'm getting into booking. I'm sorry. That's neither here nor there. Uh, if you okay, so remember I tell you I'm not gonna give you guys a lot of things to check out because it's, and this why you should be watching more biography. But this is this best of seven series. You should have you checking out. It got a lot of different things. Bret Hart interferes at one point. Stevie Ray interferes at this point. Remember they're broken up by now, so that's pretty interesting. So yeah, I believe Booker won that, and then he got to face Fit Finley. But okay, that was the, you know again. So he's in the limelight now. By it's 2000 now. He's a main eventer. Everybody know who Booker is. Um, Vince Russo comes around. Oh, Vince Russo. He needs, we need to do like a deep late dive. Maybe a deep dive. Maybe I should do a deep dive into Vince Russo. I don't know. But he fired Hulk Hogan on live TV over backstage politics and whatnot. And at that moment, he booked a match between Booker T and Jeff Jarrett for the now vacant, because he just fired Hulk, the WCW heavyweight title. So, Booker wins, which made him the second African-American champion in WCW after Ron Simmons. Go back and watch the damn video if you haven't seen it. Ron Simmons, shout out to him. And third ever African-American heavyweight champion wrestling. So, he lost the belt to Kevin Nash, get well soon, my guy, uh, in late August. And after winning it back from Nash, because wrestling, he lost it to Russo because wrestling. Yes, Vince Russo, the booker. Who else I'm earlier, and then he wanted back from Jeff Jarrett, who had who had won it while it was after Russo had vacated it. So this made Booker a three time champ, but now he's sidelined with the injury. So after that, he returned and he beat Rick Steiner. You know, again more Steiner brothers action. We defeated Rick Steiner for the WCW US Heavyweight Title, and that made him their ninth Triple Crown. And if you, I did a video on what a Triple Crown is, but briefly, tag title, secondary secondary title, which is a US or Intercontinental, which he just won, and a heavyweight title, which he had already won. So, bam, Triple Crown. And on the final episode of Nitro, because, you know, WCW died, Vince body, blah, 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 telecast, all that, he defeated Scott Steiner to for his fourth. So, 
And if you know Boogie, you know it's always five time, five time. That's because he won the fifth on WWF, but it was the WCW belt. So yeah. Let's see. So, but now WCW is dead, and Booker has twenty one belts, and he's their reigning U.S. and heavyweight champion. When Nitro dies, he brings these belts over to WWE. Now, you all know how the invasion went, or do you? I don't know. Maybe I should do a video on that. You guys, again, comments. That's how we know what to do. Or join the Discord, and we could you know, discuss what videos should come, because I get some suggestions from there as well. The Discord link will be up. Oh, there go, going off right there. That's that sound. So, if you don't know, we'll get to that maybe another time. But the invasion has been deemed a failure by most people. I'm not really sure my opinion of it right now because i might have to rewatch it because i was very young when it happened and i watched it and i've not one of the things i've ever actually watched back i was just used to everyone saying it sucked maybe because they had high expectations i had none i was a child but these have some of the funniest sketches and this is some of my favorite time in wrestling i was i was definitely watching this and after the invasion or maybe this is part of the aftermath of the invasion whatever i don't know whichever we want to look at booker stayed a heel and he joined vince and the big boss man and which was the side of the alliance so he obviously during this time cost austin a match against chris jericho for the undisputed championship this is the first time there was an undisputed championship but i believe that was austin rock chris jericho and you would not have thought chris jericho would want it but that's who won it he was their first undisputed champion crazy go back and see that probably it's not really the story i'm telling right now so Austin had a revenge brawl at the supermarket. This shit is hilarious. They're fighting in an actual supermarket. This and this is reportedly ten to fifteen thousand dollars in damage was done to the supermarket. While and they just filmed. It was hilarious. And then a week later, Booker T vandalized Austin truck and Austin changed Booker T around a bingo hall in the church. It was very funny, hilarious stuff. Go back and watch. I think it stands the test of time. Maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know. Again, I'm gonna go watch the invasion. So I'm definitely gonna check that out too. So this is like peak years in WWE, peak years to me, obviously, depending on how old you are. Let me, this is a sidebar, but according to some people, this is a hockey thing I've heard, but the best year in hockey is whenever you were 16 years old watching hockey. And I think the same thing kind of applies to wrestling, but maybe a little younger. So the best time in hockey is probably when you're like 10 to 12. And this is around the time I'm 10 to 12. So active is crazy. Booker T's in feuds all over the place. He has a U.S. championship run. But the next really big point of contention is... 2006 king of the ring finals him versus bobby lashley still around yeah look at that that's crazy him versus bobby lashley in the final and booker wins and this one king booker is born king booker was a gimmick obviously by booker t and he went full monarch king like british like he had a royal court with his wife who was now queen charmel he had William Regal, who he made a sir, an actual British guy, haha. And then he has Sir Finley, another actual British guy, haha. And he had all the, you know, English mannerisms, and he had the cape and the crown and the English accent. And but sometimes, which is what made it even other funny, because this, this is Booker's pretty good acting. I'm surprised Booker's not one of the people who went into acting out of all these wrestlers. But when he would get mad and he would turn it on and off, he would. The, the accent would go back. He would suckle. you go back right back to regular Booker T when he got mad. He couldn't hold all the accent stuff, which obviously, you know, part of the acting. It was hilarious. Um, So one time, like Teddy Long, you're going to face The Undertaker. Of course, it's Teddy Long. What else was he going to say? And bam, goes into full sucker mode. There's another time he had uh, Bobby Lashley kiss his royal feet when he was in character. So, yeah. King Booker was a time. That was hilarious. So after a while, you know, after being King Booker for a while, now, there was some, I guess you could say some tension, uh, and some burnout, according to Booker T, with him and WWE. So him and Charmel requested their release from their 
contracts and you know WWE you know, they granted them which is pretty good and no non-compete either obviously oh, I don't think it was non-compete because that was in October and by November and you know non-competes these days are 90 days 30 days if you're an NXT <laughs> booker as well above an NXT level talent even though that wasn't an NXT at the time I had to double check my memory no so maybe the non-competes were just shorter I don't know but November Booker T made his debut at Genesis TNA, yes, TNA debut on a pay-per-view as Sting's mystery tag team partner against Kurt Angle and Kevin Nash. He's all over the place. Get well soon, my guy. For the TNA championship, obviously he was not King Booker at this time. He's back to Booker. Booker. So, Shamel also interfered, or she debuted interfering in the match on him and Sting's behalf because Karen Angle, Kurt Angle's wife at the time, now Jeff Jarrett's wife, that's funny, kind of. Interfered on Kurt Angle and I almost said Steve Nash. Kevin Nash's behalf. So, again. So, we don't need too much of TNA. During this time, I'm mostly a WWE guy. I do know a little bit about TNA because of AJ Styles and how great that is and the X Division. So, Booker was a part of the main event, Mafia, which is one of my more favorite parts of TNA at the time. So, and then after a while, he came back to WWE as a commentator and to this day, still currently, does the pre-PP, the pre-pay-per-view shows. And he had that thing with Bad Bunny. Was that WrestleMania or was that a SummerSlam two years ago, last year? Time, I don't remember. But yeah, so that was pretty funny too. Uh, Book has got a lot of accolades. I'm just genuinely not going to list them all. I just don't need to do that. But I will say, read some stuff here about what other people have said about him. Because, I mean, what better way to compliment a guy than what other wrestling and wrestling officials? Because, again, I just gave you a lot of stuff to say. But let's finish it off. Kurt Angle said, Booker, he's done it all. He's the Jimmy one of the best five of all time. Which, again, I, I'm i not against. He did it as a tag team guy. He did it as a solo guy. He did it as a heel. He did it as a baby face. He's done funny. I don't know. He might be top five. I have to go back and look at that. I mean, hmm, I don't know. Sean Rock. Right. We'll get back to that. That's not what this video about. Anyways, uh, wrestling or sports journalist Michael Landsberg, who I got a lot of this stuff from. Let's see. I guess he's my source. One of the sources I had stated that Booker was considered one of the best wrestlers alive. Because I mean, and he because he was capable of any match, any style, which is basically what I just said. There's nothing he can't do. Uh, JBL described him as the best acquisition that WWE got from WCW, which is. A pretty good compliment. And if you know JBL, he ain't the one to be too in compliments too much. Um, again, 21 titles when he left. That actually made him the most decorated WCW wrestler ever. He was the first African-American WCW TV champ, like I said. Harlem, he was recognized by WWE because, you know, Hall of, you know, they're the wrestling historians basically now besides, well, your boy. So um, WWE recognized Harlem Heat along with the Steiner brothers as WCW's greatest ever tag teams. Even though those are different companies, you know, again, they bought it. So whatever. Um, and so when you go to WWF slash WWE and WCW, the, the rings and I say rings, the, the, the belts and the chips, they speak for themselves. So actually, also in 2013, Booker was voted the best wrestler on the WWE roster at the time, which is kind of weird. because That's kind of late. But yeah, so this has been why you should be watching Booker T. Sucker. Uh Black History Month again. I'm not sure who we're doing next month. We discussed some more, but I got it. If, if we're going after this, I mean, after Booker, we got to go bigger and better. So we might be doing The Rock next week. I'm not sure. We will see. Thank you for watching.
if you're new here, subscribe. If you're not, welcome back. Like, share, all that. Um, you know, chance not here, so I'll say uh, be yourself. Because I didn't bring it straight shot this time. No shots. <laughs>